It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. Happy Thursday afternoon to everyone. The phone number is 547-1610. We're also available via email. 610K1A.com. Bottom line page. Your name where you're listening. What you would like to say. And we're on Twitter. Bottom line 610 as well. Uh, we've got a few things that we are going to touch on during the program today, one of which uh, we will bring you Governor Inslee's press conference. It's been moved to 3.30 this afternoon. Uh, this will be on the heels of the president releasing, uh, before he was set to speak, his plan to reopen the economy. It's been dubbed Opening Up America Again. Um This is not an edict. This is not an order. These are guidelines um, with criteria involved for states to look at. Um, Basically, the way it is written is it will be governor-led. It will depend on certain criteria that is met. It is not going to be date-driven, but data-driven, and it is a layered approach, not a one-size-fits-all approach. Uh, The design is to address things state-by-state and county-by-county. Now, what's interesting in this is that the president's medical advisors, Dr. Deborah Burks, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and Dr. Robert Redford, have all looked at the guidelines and the approach, and have all signed off on it. Uh, The president then went on, or the White House at least, released that there will be a council that will be put together, a bipartisan council that will have the majority of Senate Republicans, about two dozen Senate Democrats, and about two dozen bipartisan House lawmakers that will be a part of this, for lack of a better term, task force, to look at data, review the guidelines, and help implement and oversee the economic recovery. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. But some of the things in that are interesting have guidelines, criteria guidelines for symptoms, cases, and hospitals and certain things that need to be seen in order to look at a phased opening. Um, It's a plan. It is. It's a plan that's out there. It's a guideline that's out there. But it's going to be up to the governors if uh, they want to use it or not. Yes, yes. It's it's going to be governor-led. Now, again, of course, the president already had his conference call earlier with all 50 governors. Um, have not seen anything as of yet, and I'm going to double check because it's been you know a few minutes since I've checked. Um, you know, there's nothing on Governor Inslee's Twitter page regarding the conversation earlier today. 
with the president and the in the conference call, so I'm sure that he will um, have something to say about that in his press conference at three thirty. He might. I, I would expect that he would. He's he's not even in the the last couple where he hasn't said a whole heck of a lot. He's referenced the federal government. He's he's fine with dealing with Mike Pence. He's not as fine when he has to deal with President Trump. And I imagine that the vice president probably had some input on this as well. Um, But one of the things that we are finding is there's more coming out about the beginning of this. There's more originating the beginning of this. And China now uh, already in one day has put out a video refuting what some news outlets are reporting as to the origin of the virus. Um, It seems, if the reports are accurate, that the virus may have started at the Wuhan Virology Institute or Institute of Virology, but not in a nefarious way not in a way to where they were working on a, quote, bioweapon. Apparently, with China, maybe it's because they manufacture so many pharmaceuticals as a country. They also have this desire to prove, according to the reports, on a level that they could research and they could combat on the same level as the United States can when it comes to certain viruses and so on and so forth. So the story goes they were playing around with this. Um, They were researching and so on and so forth. And an intern came in contact with the virus. The intern went home, lives with her boyfriend. The boyfriend contracted the virus. And the boyfriend went to the wet market. Mm. And that's where it seems, because remember about six weeks ago, as they were putting out data from the wet markets, they were saying that the strains that were there were not the original strain. Right. That there were, that there were that, you know, the, yes, this is where it blew up, but this isn't where it started. This isn't the origin. Well... I guess based on that and more research and more diving into determined that it was brought, they have been brought to the wet market by the boyfriend of the intern, and that's where it exploded, and that's where where it took off. Now, China has immediately, you know, they're refuting this through video. I mean, there's one propaganda video floating all over social media um, from the, I believe, the head of the um, – communications department within the Chinese government talking about this. Um, They made a mistake. They made a huge mistake. Um, And in, in looking at China's response to this and having this story come out yesterday, it almost bolsters the speculation as to why China did what it did. It didn't want to be embarrassed. If they, if this was a bioweapon, 
I don't think they would have been suppressing information the way they were. If they intended to unleash this and they intended to use this as a weapon, I don't think you would have seen the same steps of trying to say, well, well, this didn't happen. No, and, and, and giving misinformation, destroying evidence, destroying all of this. It seems to go along with the behavior of the Chinese government that they didn't want the world to know that this was an accident, that this got out and it shouldn't have gotten out. And it was their responsibility because certain protocols may not have been followed inside of that lab, and it wound up getting out into the general public. And so, yeah, it definitely seems to jibe with what, we're, what we've seen as, as kind of a cover-up by China and in part by the World Health Organization in doing what they can to help protect China. I, I can see that. Um, look, I don't know if we'll ever know for certain, and there's going to be people that have already made up their mind about where this originated and the intent or lack thereof. So th- this, what you, what you just had is a very plausible explanation. I think it's, it's quite uh, possible that this is, this is what's happened because it, you're right. The, the reaction is more of like, we don't want to look bad, so we're going to do the things we can to cover it up if you if if this was a strategic move maybe they go this route but you would more think that they would just be completely silent uh they wouldn't be pounding their chest until maybe like this point where we've had so many people die in this country then they might claim responsibility if it was more nefarious but if it was if it was an accident now granted if that's the case, this might go down in history as the, one of the biggest accidents ever, um, you know, to to have this unfold the way it has been. But, I, you know, I don't know. I just I'm so skeptical nowadays. I'm a skeptical person anyway, but I'm I'm skeptical um, that we'll ever find out the truth. Well, what seems also I mean, look, we know the Chinese government is oppressive, but we haven't seen them engage in some of the same behaviors that we have seen other oppressive governments. We haven't seen them go out and intentionally commit mass genocide. They've done, they've taken actions to quell protests that have been violent. They've taken actions to um, mitigate anything that they think would be a threat to the government and, and the current system of order. But we haven't seen them just go out and, kill their own population for no rhyme or reason. This would have fallen kind of under that category. I don't see China unleashing a bioweapon its own population to test it and see how it would work. If it was a weapon, it would seem to make more sense that they would use some people as martyrs and send them to other countries to infect those countries without risking weakening their own economy and weakening their own country at the same time. So all of that kind of goes to this, yeah, shouldn't have gone out the way it did. We had to screw up, but we need to cover it up so that people don't know that we have failed in this attempt to prove our strength and superiority and that we're equal to America or better than on every front. Back with more of The Bottom Line, your calls, 547-1610, and the Governor's Press Conference... 
Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. We are waiting on. Governor Jay Inslee and his latest press conference regarding COVID-19 in Washington State. He's actually going to have Susie Levine with him. She is the commissioner of the State Employment Security Department. So I imagine uh, at least uh, some of the news conference is going to center around uh, jobless benefits. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people that, I mean, there's a huge backlog, right? There's, There's, you know tons of people over the last few weeks who have tried to file for unemployment benefits and you know only a fraction are getting paid at this time now some have been denied but many others are still in limbo and so i imagine that that will be part of the discussion at least and and like you said he might uh he might touch on the uh the conversation, the teleconference with the president earlier today as well, uh, is it, something that's that's of note. And when we start talking about the opening back up of the country, it's perspective is is important always, right? And so we get so myopic about what's going on in Washington and even Oregon. And the national media focuses on what's going on in New York. It should be noted that about a third of the country has not or has no new coronavirus cases over a period of time. A third of the country is not really having major issues. Um, So just... Keeping things into perspective. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hi, this is Rod from Richland. What's up, Rod? Well, um, sort of a side note on this that concerned me was the fact that um, Inslee and Brown and California, all of them are forming this, what I call a regional uh, approach to this. And that bugs me because I thought that our governor represents our state, et cetera, and it seems to me that they're trying to form the, the left coast alliance to uh, sort of come up with a common approach despite every regard or regardless of uh, each state's unique situation with the, uh, with the virus. So I'm just sort of wondering what you guys think of that. Appreciate the call, Rod. I guess uh, to put your mind at ease a little bit, the day after Governor Inslee announced that there was this alliance of, of West Coast governors that were going to tackle this thing together, the day after, uh, Kate Brown in Oregon announced how she was going to do things. Gavin Newsom in California later that day announced how he's going to do his uh, his reentry program. We got a very, very uh, smattering of what Jay Inslee plans to do. It's not even so much that it was it was more of this is what has to happen before we can start to reopen, uh, flatten the curve and get a stronger uh, infrastructure for testing 
uh, in the state. Once we do those two things, then we can start relaxing the stay-at-home order, whenever that may be. So, you know, I think it was more of a – it was more talk. It was more, you know, they'll share resources and they, you know, their their staffs will share things and – you know, we may pick something out of what California is doing and implement it here or, you know, vice versa. But it's not it, it already is not going to look the same in all three states. You know, this isn't the, the first one that was formed. Um, New York, New Jersey and Connecticut, their governors agreed they were going to do a, a similar approach. We find out today in the Midwest, there's seven states that are going to do something similar. But what's different here is when you look at New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, they're all they all have similar practices in play right now. There are distinct differences b- between what Washington State is doing versus Oregon and California, uh, and even by even even in joining in this, you know, agreement but not a pact, Governor Inslee has not changed his direction at all to come closer to what's happening in California and Oregon. They are they are not nearly as restrictive as Washington State is on some of the things that have been imposed. So I've thought it interesting from the beginning that he would agree to work in concert when there are such, such stark differences between how the states are operating, particularly Washington versus the rest of them. Um is he looking for them to make the decision for him? No, that's what Kate Brown seems to be doing. Kate Brown's been making quite a few decisions. Yeah, and but lately she's been she you know, she went out on her own the other day, but for the most part she's been kind of waiting to see what California and Washington do. Uh, maybe it's Inslee's turn to do that. I don't know. You know, I we'll see this afternoon, but you know, the news came out today that Boeing's going back to work. Next week. They're going back to work next week. Now. Making planes. No statement from the governor on that. Um, I mean, airline travel right now is dead. So do we need to start making new planes next week? Would they be considered essential for that function, considering the industry isn't doing anything? Um, I don't know. I would think houses that are under contract that are almost built that need to be finished or some other elements and aspects that have been restricted might be of a little more pressing import than Boeing going back to work. But well, the, keep in mind they they did shut down operations. So they're behind they did. they're behind the eight ball now. Is there a huge demand by airline companies to buy those planes? If there is, if they've got a number of them on, under contract and they're behind they're going to want to get those out the door so they can, you know, satisfy their contracts with the with those places. But there's a lot of other things that are also behind schedule that need to fulfill contracts that can't do it. So, again, I, I think this is another situation. We're not hearing any any rebuke from the governor's office. I think, once again, it's another situation of he placates to those that support him and... To heck with everybody else. It has not been an even-handed approach from the beginning, and it continues to not be an even-handed approach by the governor. We're going to take a timeout. We are standing by for Governor Jay Inslee's uh, news conference, along with uh, Susie Levine with the Employment Security Department. We'll bring that to you live 
next. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline 509 547 1610. And you can email us too by going to the website 610KONA.com. Go to the bottom line page, send us your question or your comments. Uh, Ed Dawson, Rob Francis. We're standing by for Governor Jay Inslee's news conference. And Rob, I jinxed it. I jinxed it. I told you earlier that Governor Inslee usually does not run late. And lo and behold, he's running late. Three minutes of counting. Well, the, well the, first, initially he was supposed to start at 3.15. Yes. But then, you know, a notice came out saying that it was going to um, move to 3.30. That's fine. I don't I don't count that. Um but it was supposed to start three and a half minutes ago, and it has not. You know who's really not good at this is President Trump. A number of times, uh, his news conferences don't start on time. And lo and behold, today's he did. <laughs> so I'm just not going to make predictions anymore when it comes to uh, to news conferences. But we are standing by. Uh, we will bring you uh, Governor Inslee's news conference uh, in its entirety. And as soon as it, uh, it uh, begins, it'll be from the state capitol. He'll be joined by Susie Levine, who is the commissioner of the Employment Security Department. And uh, more and more people unfortunately, have become quite familiar with the Employment Security Department uh, because that's the agency that uh, tends to the jobless claims uh, in the state of Washington. And there have been an exorbitant amount, a record level of unemployment applications uh, flooding the ESD system. Uh, There's a huge backlog. I mean, there's it's it's a huge amount. And you know, there's only been a fraction of of the money uh, getting out to unemployed people uh, 